Welcome to the From Daily Podcast, where I give you a little bit of Eric From and some encouragement on your personal growth journey every day. I'm your host, Lacey Delane, and I am super happy to have you for another episode of From Daily. Welcome. Hope you're doing well. Glad to have you. Have you ever heard that cities are actually the reason why modern day war began? Hmm. We're going to see what Frome said about that today. Also, do you want to learn about how to avoid making quote unquote emotional decisions? Or we could also call them irrational decisions or decisions that you later regret because in the moment you were feeling a lot. My encouragement today will help you with that. So let's get started. Today, I'm reading to you again from Eric Fromm's Anatomy of Human Destructiveness. And let me begin. All right. Another consequence of the new mode of production is assumed to have been conquest. This is going to be a theme today, guys. Conquest is assumed to have been conquest as an essential requisite or requirement to the accumulation of communal capital needed for the accomplishment of the urban revolution. All right, I want to translate this or attempt to translate this a little bit. Another consequence, the result um, of this new mode of production was, uh, is that it, he says it's been assumed that it was conquest. Conquest became this essential requirement um, for accumulation. Um, and it was necessary to accomplish or to complete or to be able to execute, to be able to make the urban revolution happen. So we needed to conquer each other. We needed to conquest. He says, but there was a, a still more basic reason for the invention of war as an institution. It was the contradiction between an economic system that needed unification in order to be optimally effective and political and dynastic separation that conflicted with this economic need. Now, I have to be, admit, I was kind of confused by this sentence um, at first or these two sentences. And I was like, what? I don't know what he's saying. And I had to ask for help. And I believe what he's saying here is that um, in order for an economic system to continue to propagate, to continue to develop, uh, it needs to it needs people to participate in it. And so um, it needed more people to participate in order for more people to participate. It needed to conquer and take over and bring in that type of system to other places. So basically, war became a means of conquest, a way to take over new places and install this new way of doing things um you know that in inserting the economic system into it all right i hope that makes sense all right um war as an institution was a new invention like kingdom or or bureaucracy made around 3000 bc then as it is now it was not caused then as now excuse me it was not caused by psychological factors such as human aggression but uh, 
Alongside the wishes for power and, and glory of the kings and their bureaucracy, it was the result of objective conditions that made war useful and which, as a consequence, tended to generate and increase human destructiveness and cruelty. So he's saying the reason it came about was not really about how uh, humans and how they were thinking, their psychological status, um, who they were, how they were. It really wasn't about human beings, but it was really about like this power and the glory of kings and the desire for control and the building of bureaucracy. Um, and that is what generated this destructiveness and cruelty. Um, and that's why war came about. Um, so there is a link here based on what Fromm is writing between the urban revolution um, the change in the capitalistic system as a result, and the increase of war. Interesting. These social and political changes, Fromm goes on to say, were accompanied by a profound change in the role of women um, and of the mother figure in religion. This gets into, it's, it's kind of mythic, but still not. It's still kind of literal too. This is interesting. He says, no longer was the fertility of the soil the source of all life and creativity, but the intellect, which produced new inventions, techniques, abstract thinking, and the state with its laws. So he's saying we shifted in this time from this connection to earth and nature and seeing the soil and mother nature as the source of all life and creativity, we switched from that to the intellect producing new inventions, techniques, abstract thinking. So it wasn't, he goes on to say, it wasn't the womb anymore, but the mind that became the creative power. And simultaneously, not women, but men dominated society. So one of the most significant features of the new urban society, Fromm says, is that it was based on the principle of patriarchal rule. What is patriarchal rule? Well, patriarchal rule is uh, the rule of men or the father role dominating and controlling. Okay. Uh, it was a base... It was based on the principle of patriarchal rule in which the principle of control is inherent. The principle of control, control is an essential, uh, essential part of this way of doing things. Control of nature, control of slaves, Fromm says, control of women, and control of children. Hmm. The new patriarchal man literally makes earth. His technique is not simply modification of the natural processes, but their domination and control by man, resulting in new products which are not found in nature. Okay, so he's saying now as we shifted, or in this time, as we shifted to this patriarchal type society, there was a high emphasis on control. It was an inherent part of this way of doing life and it was not just uh amongst people it was about controlling nature controlling slaves controlling women controlling children and as you might imagine men were the ones who were at the center of the control 
Um, so at that point, Tom, it really wasn't about um, modifying some of the natural things that were happening. It was really about controlling and, do and dominating them. And that meant there would be new products that would come out of that that you couldn't find in nature. So no longer was it about, oh, let's let's harvest the fruit from the tree. It was like, oh, um, let's take the tree and make it into paper or something like that. Just a little example for you. Men themselves came under the control of those who organized the work of the community. This is from again. And hence the leaders had to have power over those they controlled. So it was this beginning of the building of a society that's based on control and power. And um, I think that that is something that if you take a look and uh, think about a little bit today, you could easily say that so much of what happens in our day-to-day -day life is about, uh, or is as a result of control and power, bureaucracy, and guys, we're still living in a patriarchal society. It's serious. And it's, sometimes it can be hard to realize it. And it's because we're swimming in it. It's just all around us. Um, but it's definitely, definitely something that's happening. And women and children uh, don't need to be controlled by men. Uh, nobody needs to be controlled by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the healthiest way to, to, to go about things. So that's just basic uh, reason number one why patriarchal rule isn't the greatest way to do life. Um, and of course, uh, slavery is not, uh, well, slavery in the sense that we might think of it in as, um, you know, having a person that is someone that you don't pay and you make them do work. That obviously is illegal now. Um, but, you know, I think there are some things that we do today that are similar to uh, slavery. I, I would imagine I can think of slavery as something that's like someone being forced to do something that they don't really want to do. Um, and so I, I actually don't think we're as far away from slavery as we may think we are. All right. So we're going to finish this uh, this week. Keep talking about kind of how this all comes together. I think it's very interesting. And from even later talks about some primitive tribes and how they lived. And he compares some systems of different societies um, and talks about which ones really are the healthiest, which I think is super cool. So I hope you'll stick with me. Um, stick around for that for on another uh, future episode. All right. So uh, this week, we have been talking about decision making. Decision making is a big, big challenge sometimes, especially whenever it's a big decision. I think it's something that would be great uh, if was more widely taught in schools how to make decisions. Decision-making skills are huge. I think um, it's a it's a foundational um, skill for children to learn, for all of us to learn. I think to the extent that you can make good decisions, um, that's the extent you can have a pretty decent quality of life. So anyway, we've talked this week 
about in the process of de uh, decision making, especially big decisions, observing, gaining information, um, observing how you feel, recording it as data, and then you, over time using that data, that information, um, and processing it to, in order to make the decision. And so this can help us to avoid making an emotional or an irrational decision. So I want to talk about this a little bit because I think I've heard people say um, things about emotional decisions. And I think the reality is, is that every decision we make is emotional because there are emotions involved in the decision. So I don't really like labeling this um, as an emotional decision um, because all decisions include the emotions. Um, but what I mean when I say emotional or irrational decisions is I mean the making of a decision when we're feeling a lot and when we are not considering all the information that we've gathered over time about what a decision in one way or the other might mean. For example, we are feeling super, let's say a person just moved to another country and they're feeling very homesick, they're feeling overwhelmed, they don't like a lot of the new changes in their life, the differences. And so they just decide that because they're angry and they're scared and they feel lonely and they don't like it, they're dissatisfied, they just decide that they want, they just are going to go home. Now, I'm not saying that deciding to go home if you're living abroad is necessarily a bad decision. What I'm saying is sometimes with time, instead of deciding, okay, well, this is how I feel right now. And so the best decision for me to make is based on these feelings that I'm feeling right now. Sometimes, well, many times that's not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is go, hey, I'm feeling this. Let me think about it. Let me process it. Let me sit with it. Let me think about it. Is this normal? Of course, I'm going to feel homesick. I'm going to feel challenged. It's going to be difficult. I'm going to be sad sometimes if I'm in a new country and doing a new thing that I've never done before. But does that mean that I don't need to do this anymore? Maybe not. Probably not. Well, it depends on why are you doing the thing? What are the What's the information that you've gathered about the why behind doing it? Does that make sense? So the idea is, is that we, we use the process of gathering information, observing non-judgmentally, um, being and seeing and recording information or data about the situation as a way to mitigate making a decision in a moment where we feel angry or we feel frustrated or we feel sad or we feel overwhelmed. All right. I hope that's helpful for you. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on everything and anything that we've talked about here on the From Daily podcast um, on the Substack. So feel free to share with me there. For now, I'll say goodbye. If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. That's From with two M's. F-R-O-M-M-D-A-I-L-Y dot C-O-M. To access our Friday episodes, Become a paid subscriber of the From Daily Substack. Paid subscribers have access to our weekly personal growth support group hosted by yours truly Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time Live. 
weekly Substack chats, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, are open to free and paid subscribers alike. I hope your day brings you lots of new experiences from which to learn and grow, and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I'm proud of you. You're in the process of growth, and that's what counts. Yeah. I'm Lacey Delane signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.